Here's Charlene Steinkamp. Let's celebrate holidays. Yes, I want you to celebrate Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and even Memorial Day, July 4th, Independence Day, Labor Day. Bob and I want you to get excited and to be an example and a light that you will celebrate the holidays. There is a song that we sing that is very popular. It's Celebrate Jesus. He's risen. Regardless of our storms, regardless of the circumstances that you and I go through, and you are going through probably the darkest storm that you ever thought you would ever be in. You did not think when you got married you would ever face this crisis in your life, and that is having marriage problems, being possibly separated, divorced. Regardless of the circumstances that you're facing today, may I tell you that we need to celebrate Jesus. We need to know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who created the heavens and the earth, is wanting to help you. He will become your spouse for this season. We want you to use this teaching to celebrate the holidays, regardless of what holiday it is. We think it's so important to understand that there is freedom in Jesus Christ. We love to talk about Labor Day. We know that we need to labor through prayer, travailing and praying and interceding, not just for our own circumstances, not just how I travailed and prayed for Bob, but how I had to learn that I needed to pray for my children, grandchildren, how I understand now that I have to pray not just for our marriage, but for all marriages around the world. We are just thrilled, honored, and humbled that our Lord has chosen us to be able to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give hope and encouragement to people around the world to say, God heals hurting marriages. God can revive a dead marriage. God can resurrect what appears to be dead and bring back to life because he arose. He defeated the enemy. He defeated Satan, and he's alive. Lord, we just praise you. We worship you, and we adore you, and we just ask that you would anoint this teaching. We ask that you would anoint this time as I share from my heart to these special, precious children of yours, that you would help us learn that we need to celebrate the holidays. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate the holidays that we will be the example. We will be the ones proclaiming that Jesus Christ is alive, that we need to be thankful. We need to celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day of bringing new life into our world, praying that a new year of more salvations and more restorations, praying for revival, for a new year to revive what the enemy has tried to steal from the moral values and issues of our world. Oh, Lord, you are alive, and you have a plan and a purpose. What appears to be dead, you're going to bring life back to it. You're going to replant, rebuild, and Ezekiel 36 says, I will do it. And Lord, we just praise you for that. Lord, we ask that you would touch this person and open their spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear the truth, and the truth 
is going to set them free. They're going to be set free from the spirit of oppression and depression and of loneliness. We're going to break the chains of bondage that the enemy has put upon them. And Lord, we are going to set them free that they will have the joy of the Lord and that they will praise the Lord. And we just give you the praise and glory for what you're going to do with this teaching. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. This is a different type of teaching, and it is something that I have prayed over all week, and I have just gotten so emotional. I am just right there with you. I have remembered, and the Lord has brought back all the emotions and the feelings that I had when Bob was gone, and so many memories of what I and our children went through. And I have to admit, that Bob went through. Even though during that season of separation, divorce, and Bob being gone two and a half years, I did not know all that he was going through. Oh, he put on a front. He started walking, exercising, getting in shape, buying new clothes, and just appearing like he was totally in control of his life. He was taking women to Christmas pageants and to places that was so very special for us and memories that we had. He was now sharing it with someone else. And the knife was cutting into my heart, and I thought my heart was going to just break. The pain was excruciating. I know today what you're going through. I want you to understand that. I think Charlene Cares and Rejoice Marriage Ministries has been touched by the Lord because Bob and I understand we are just two ordinary people that have been touched by God and assigned by God to help other marriages be restored, rebuilt, and rekindle the love. It can be better than it ever was at the beginning. It's the hope and encouragement because we've had it happen to us. Pretend I've knocked on the door, and I've said, I need to come in and talk to you. I want to share from my heart about the holidays. I know you don't want to celebrate them. Instead of not celebrating, I want you to listen to my heart and say, let's celebrate more and with a different mindset than you've ever celebrated before. I want you to celebrate for Jesus. I want you to celebrate for the sake of Jesus. I want you to celebrate for the sake of your children. I want you to celebrate for the sake of your family, your friends, your co-workers, your church friends. They are going to see that you're not in mourning, but that you're celebrating, that your Lord Jesus Christ is alive and is going to turn your marriage around. God has spoken to you. He has started giving you promises. I want you to walk in victory and in freedom, knowing that at this very moment, your spouse, wherever they may be, are remembering all the past holidays with you and your family. And this is what Bob has told me and others. He was putting on this front to be able to survive the pain You're saying, oh, but they have so-and-so and and -and so-and-so with them. And they're so happy. You don't know what God is doing in their heart. You don't know what he's saying to them. So we're going to celebrate the holidays with the expectation that thousands and thousands that we are praying for will come home. 
you need to continue to live and walk in victory and faith. You need to walk in faith that your Lord God is in control of you, your life, and your children's lives right now. Let him be your spouse for this season. I want to knock on your door and let us have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, and just listen to me share from my heart all that I've gone through and all the victories that we've had. I want you to know that every victory that I've had, you're going to have in the future. God is a God of miracles. Many people write us and ask us, should we ask our spouse to come over for the holidays? Should we invite him for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? I would suggest, and you need to pray about it, of course, to seek the Lord. You need to knock on that heart's door and say, you know, we would love to have you if you'd like to come over. I did wrong. I want you to learn from my mistakes so you don't have to go through the mistakes. We signed the divorce papers in December, and January our divorce was final. And so the holidays were very, very painful, and I was very, very angry. I was the one that filed for divorce. I was the one that had had enough of the marriage problems and the unfaithfulness, and I said, enough. If you don't know our story, you can go on the Internet or read our books and listen to our other teaching tapes. Bob called and asked if he could come over. I had the same people that we had every year of family and friends, and I said no. You made your bed, and you got a lie in it, and you need to suffer the consequences. Even though we had marriage problems, God was dealing with him, and I was so angry because of my self-righteousness and because I was not dealing with it the way the Lord teaches us to deal with it. I was just overwhelmed by emotions and by not turning to my Lord, but turning to my self-pity. And the enemy attacked my mind and had a field day with me. We have a teaching tape, Satan's Field Day, because I can remember that I just didn't realize what the enemy was doing to me. I know the importance of us needing to open our arms with love unconditionally. That 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is so important to our ministry. In fact, Bob wrote one of our Christmas books. And I just realized this week how many books we have and how many articles we have about Christmas because we know how difficult it is to get through the holidays. But that's why I'm saying today celebrate the holidays, celebrate Jesus. One of the books, Thoughts on Being Alone, Yet Loved During the Holidays, it's the 12 days of, question mark, question mark. He wrote Prodigals Do Come Home was his first book, and the second book was the 12 days of. And it's a very special book to us. I can remember the day that he came out of his office and sat down in the living room on a Saturday morning and says, I have another book. God has birthed me another book. I have the outline. I got up early this morning. And he read the table of contents or the outline for his chapters. And the first chapter was the first day. Love is very patient and kind. The second day, never jealous or envious. The third day, never boastful or proud. The fourth day, never haughty or selfish or rude. The fifth day, love does not demand its own way. The sixth day, it is not irritable or touchy. The seventh day, it does not hold grudges. We will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. The eighth day, it is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. 
the ninth day, if you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. The tenth day, you will always believe in him. The eleventh day, always expect the best of him. The twelfth day, always stand your ground in defending him. It was like the twelve days of Christmas, but he wrote the twelve days of question mark, question mark knowing that the holiday season is the hardest time. The holidays are the hardest times for every standard year-round. Holidays bring back memories of you and your spouse and your loved ones and their traditions and the memories of what you created. I'm saying make new traditions this year. Bring back the old traditions and do things that may hurt and may remind you of your spouse, but you need to celebrate the holidays for the sake of your children. Those children need to see a smile on your face. You need to go into the bathroom, go into your bedroom when they're not up and weep or cry or weep and cry even when you're putting up the Christmas decorations and just say, I miss daddy and I miss mommy. You're going to show them that you believe in Christmas. You believe in being thankful and having the liberty of our freedom in this country. You need to show your children that even when they go through difficulties, that you still praise the Lord. You still celebrate Jesus. You still celebrate the holidays. You do not go into a room, shut the door, and climb in bed and just say, I'm not going to participate this year. No. We need to say, I want you to remember this holiday. I want you to remember that even though your mom or dad may have been gone, even though maybe someone has died special in your family this year, they would want us to go on and to miss them, but to still go on and celebrate the importance of what these holidays have always meant to us. And if you have not celebrated holidays, if you have not had traditions because of wounding that maybe your mom or dad had when they were younger, then break that mold and say, this year, we are going to celebrate the holidays. We're going to celebrate and have a tradition on Christmas Eve to go to church. Some people open gifts on Christmas Eve. Some people have big dinners on Christmas Eve. Some have traditions of having breakfasts, as we do, and family gatherings on Christmas morning. We've changed our traditions because we don't have little children now. We have grandchildren. Our children are now following our footsteps with our traditions and making new traditions. We need to celebrate the holidays, and we need to understand how important this is for not only you, but for your children and grandchildren. I know that there are some of you that are alone because your spouse has left when you have been married over 25 years. It is the most glorious time that you thought you were going to be with your spouse, and you thought you were going to retire together and plan vacations and trips. I'm saying to you, You need to say, I'm going to continue to celebrate. I'm going to continue to decorate my house and have everybody know that I serve a Lord that has risen and conquered death and the enemy. And I am going to have him do a miracle in my life. And I am praying for the salvation of not only my spouse and the deliverance from the evil, but I'm also going to pray for my children and their salvation and their grandchildren, the generations to come. You are a lighthouse. 
Men and women, you have no idea the impact you are going to have on your families in the future and for generations to come. I can tell you personally, never did I think in 1985 that I would be doing what I'm doing today. Never. It didn't cross my mind. Bob wrote another book, Days of Joy, going through the country in the back roads during the days leading up to Christmas. And it's talking about him seeing the gift of love and hope that our Lord Jesus Christ has given to every one of our prodigals and standers. And that we need to not look to these holidays with darkness or with dread or oppression and depression, but we need to have the joy of the Lord and say, you know what, Satan, you have stolen my spouse, but you're not going to steal anything more. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. If you do not have children or grandchildren, then I suggest that through this season, you start giving your time or giving yourself to others. There are so many people in nursing homes, in hospitals, in your church, and they are going through a difficult time, and they may need a friend to be able to cry on your shoulder. Bob and I stress this so important. Stay with your own sex, but there are so many things that you can do. If you're a woman, you can go to the grocery store and make a loaf of bread and take it to this person who has lost their spouse and tell them you understand their pain. You understand the loneliness they're going through. You need to give. Give of yourself. Give of Jesus. Men, oh men, I love you and Bob and I just think your gift of this season can be used so mightily by offering your services to your church with a bunch of people so you won't be exposed to being by yourself. But say, is there any single parent homes that need to go put up their Christmas lights and have a group of people go and celebrate the holidays by going on the single parents' homes? The church may want to say, well, we'll buy some lights, we'll buy some decorations, or we've got the names where you can go do it or go see what their needs are. You can help these single-parent homes that are so in need. And I remember my first Christmas so well as I sat and cried today. I was so depressed. I was so oppressed. I was so angry that I didn't want to celebrate Christmas. I didn't want Christmas to come. I wanted to skip it. We were going through a divorce. We were signing the divorce papers in December. I cannot tell you the pain that we're going through. And I saw a December 9th court date just recently, and I thought, oh, dear Lord, that rings the bell. And I just want you to understand, I know what you're going through, but we need to pull out of what the enemy is doing. We want you to start your Christmas holidays with Jesus, knowing that he is the one that we're celebrating this holiday for. We do not want the world to celebrate when they do not have Jesus in their heart, but we want to celebrate Christmas even more with the joy of the Lord. There are so many places that you're going to hear the Christmas carols and all the songs for the season. Your spouse is hearing every one of these songs, bringing back memories. People will ask me, do I invite them to the functions of the holidays? 
yes, I think your spouse needs to go to the Christmas pageants and go see your children in their Christmas shows and try to get them involved and bring them back to home by the way and show that unconditional love that Bob talks about in the 12 days of. You are representing your Lord Jesus Christ and God has touched you. You are going to save a lot of hurts and pains because you are going to seek the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord will speak to you and give you ideas. Do not let the enemy steal the joy of your Christmas. I bought Christmas gifts for my husband after the first year. I bought Christmas gifts from the children the first year. Personally, Bob and I recommend that you buy Christmas gifts for your spouse to show them love because we're trying to walk in unconditional love. We're planning for a celebration. We want to celebrate the holiday. But I want you to remember Luke 15. Luke 15, the prodigal son came home suddenly, but the father was standing there waiting and expecting. Luke 15, verse 20, So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. That is what I want you to do. I want you to get ready to celebrate when your spouse comes home. They are going to be coming home or popping in possibly any time through these holidays. You do not know when your spouse is going to come home. We want you to prepare your home, prepare your holiday time to be ready for your spouse to come home at any time. I suggest that people buy Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. Even if you do not know where your spouse is, I'm suggesting you buy Christmas gifts or gifts for their birthdays or whatever. Because when your spouse knocks on that door or calls up, which we've had some recently, and say, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. I want to come home. I just don't know how to come home and pray for me. We've got so many, so many spouses right now that are almost ready to be birthed to coming home. The delivery is almost ready to be delivered. And we just don't know how God's going to do it. But can you imagine that when you open your door and they bring in their things that they're going to bring back, what a party you will have in celebrating that they've come home. They don't have to give you a speech and say, I'm not worthy to come home. They already feel the guilt, the shame, the dirtiness of being, living in sin. They've already got that, already been on them from the enemy, defeating them all the time. That's one of the reasons and one of the walls that we have to break down, that it's that guilt, that shame. We need to say, we love you. We want you. We're waiting for you. We're expecting to celebrate a victory. But what a party we'll have when they come home and you have all these gifts all in a closet somewhere, in a drawer. Now imagine this. He's sitting in his chair or her chair, and you are just basking in the power of your God 
doing this miracle. You then remember all those gifts, all those things that you've seen that were just right for them. It shows your love. And you go get them out of the closet or out of the drawers. And you have a party celebrating that they've come home. And you say to them with your love, that I've loved you and I've waited for you. And every time I see something, every time there was Valentine's Day or a birthday or a holiday that was special, I'd always buy you a gift and I've wrapped it and here it is. And honey, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. And God is going to restore and bring back to life again our marriage better than it was ever because Jesus is going to do this. And you lavish them with all these beautiful gifts that you've given them. And they're overwhelmed with God's love, with your love. And it's going to be just like the Luke 15 story. They may not come home repenting, confessing, and asking God to forgive them and and having a glorious hallelujah salvation that first night. But I'm telling you, when you start showing the love of Jesus and the love of God, And you start praying, and when they're in that bed, they're laying there, you put your arm or hand on them and hug them. You just pray, pray, pray for their salvation, and God will do the rest. Never stop praying for their salvation. You've been listening to Charlene Steinkamp. You can write the Steinkamps at P.O. Box 10548, Papano Beach, Florida, 33061. The Steinkamps also invite you to visit their website at rejoiceministries.org.